My name is Andy, and this is the most magical podcast on earth. When I'm not on holiday at Walt Disney World, I'm planning a holiday to Disney. And when I'm not planning a holiday to Disney, I'm talking about Disney with other UK fans like me who make the trip to Orlando and the House of the Mouse. So if you two are mad about Mickey, then this is the podcast for you. Or maybe you're the Disney novice just thinking about or planning your first trip to Walt Disney World and you don't know your eyeliner from your skyliner, then this really is the podcast for you. Every week, I'll be chatting to other Disney super fans from around the UK like this week's guest, Chris, who had a dad and daughter trip to Walt Disney World and his daughter had a very interesting choice of costume. The characters, the princesses, made such a fuss of her because she was a little bit different than the other children that were there. Find out more about who she went dressed up as to meet the princesses along with more of Chris's tips and memories on this week's podcast. Also, we'll be answering your Walt Disney World questions, get the latest news from the parks and if you're about to head over to Orlando, all the essential information that you need to know right now. And make sure you keep in touch. We are Pod Magical on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. This is the most magical podcast on earth. It's part of the Secret Recordings Network. If you've got a question, whether it comes to planning, uh, you can always send it over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at PodMagical, like Melissa has done, who has got a quick visit in the next couple of weeks and is only going to be getting one day each of the parks. Where is the best place to watch the fireworks and where is the best place to watch the parade at Magic Kingdom? Well, there's two answers here. There's the money answer. So the best place to watch the parade, if you want to spend the money, is go to Tony's, where you can get the parade dining package. So Tony's at the top of Main Street. It's a three-course meal, and they will get you a like a fast pass, a reserved place to watch the parade right at the top of Main Street. It's the best view of the parade. And they also do something similar at the Halloween and Christmas parties as well, where it's more of a buffet in the evening. If you are on the dining plan, by the way, if you're going for the normal parade, the fast Festival of Fantasy Parade, there's just one credit for the dining plan, which gets you your food, it gets you a drink as well, because that's included, and it gets you a great spot for the parade. So if you're on the dining plan, it's a good use of one credit, one table service credit. Otherwise, you just got to pay for that out of pocket. Um, it does get you a good view of the parade, though. Similarly, at night, if you're on a good view of the fireworks, you can do the dessert party. That will get you desserts, unlimited desserts, and again, a great view of the Happily Ever After fireworks works in front of the castle uh, right in the courtyard there right in the middle of the spoke again it's going to cost you just a little bit short of $100. Uh, away from that, if you're just looking for the best places to stand, it might be sometimes a case of just getting there early. Anywhere on Main Street is great to watch the parade. It's the best place to watch the parade, isn't it? Main Street with your Rice Krispie Treat. That's what I always do. In terms of watching the fireworks, a really good place to spot. Here's a little tip for you. And I learned this from one of the cast members at Magic Kingdom. If you go down, as you're walking down Main Street, just you get right down to the bottom of the Main Street, just before the big roundabout, if you like, uh, the big spoke down the bottom. If you go left, there is a bin, right? I think there's a bin on the right as well. If you stand behind the bin, so kind of like if you're leaning on the bin, the bin is just up on the curb, right? So you've got a slightly raised view of the castle and because you're leaning on the bin, nobody's going to stand directly in front of you and if they stand in front of the bin, they'll be slightly lower down than you. So walk down Main Street, turn left, find the bin, stand behind the bin, lean on that. Probably going to get there a good half an hour before, maybe 45 minutes before. But if you're only going to be there once, you're going to see once, you do want to make the most of it. So maybe that's... 45, 30 minutes well spent. Uh, Hello to Jackie. She sent me a message also on Instagram. We are considering going to the Christmas party or one of the Christmas parties when we're in the Magic Kingdom. Never been to them before. Is it worth the extra ticket price? How quiet is it? Is it easy to get on the rides? 
Okay. Um, yes, it is easy to get on the rides. The rides will be quieter, especially at the Christmas party. So the Christmas party, uh, these happen on select nights from the 8th of November. That is the date of the first Christmas party. About $100 for a ticket. As part of your ticket, you get the exclusive Christmas parade, you get exclusive fireworks, a different character meets, you get cookies and hot chocolate around, and it is a bit quieter on the rides. However, the park feels busier. From my experience, this is just from my experience, uh, because people aren't really going to pay the extra ticket to do things like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or Space Mountain, because you can do that anytime. But there are things you can only do at the Christmas party. So especially on Main Street, Main Street feels really busy because people are congregating around there to watch the show in front of the castle the christmas show uh they want to get a good spot for the parade the christmas parade and it obviously snows on main street and people want to be making sure they've got a good shot for the fireworks which are different because it's christmas so the party the park feels busier but the rides feel quieter and easier to get on but do you want to pay that extra money just to do those rides that you're going to go on. If you're thinking you can pay the extra money because you want to get on rides quicker, it might be better doing an after-hours event or the early extra morning magic hours event that they run. But in terms of paying that to go to the Christmas party, the Christmas party is brilliant for the whole Christmas experience. And I love it. It's one of my favourite things to do. In fact, we have got on the 8th of November, uh, the episode will be a Christmas special because a lot of Christmas things start on that day. So the podcast on that Friday is going to be a Christmas one. More of your questions about Christmas might be answered if you're thinking of going for Christmas Day, which is typically the busiest day at Walt Disney World and especially Magic Kingdom. Well, listen to last week's podcast uh, with our guest Charlotte, who has been there at Christmas. So she might throw some light on that. Any questions for me? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are at Podmagical. Our guest on the podcast this week is a dad who took his daughter for a trip to Walt Disney World this year. Just the two of them. And she wore something very different to the other kids. Uh, So tell me what you love about Walt Disney World, Chris. I think it's just the whole immersion of being in that environment, which takes you away from takes you away from day to day life. And and it's almost, you know, it's called Walt Disney World. And it is like stepping into a, a whole new world. So the first time you went then, when was that? I went, I've been seven times in total, six for pleasure and one for business, which turned out to be more pleasure than business. Uh, but more about that a little bit later on. I first went when I was six years old with mum, dad and my brother, family holiday. And we did we did two of those. The last time I was there was May of this year. And it was just me and my little girl who's four years old. So uh, that was quite an experience doing Disney as a single dad with a four-year-old little girl. But we managed it. We got through it. Just a dad and daughter trip. Yeah. Oh, we'll find out more about this later on as well. Have you got a favourite memory out of all the times you've been? Most people say, you know, the first time you set foot on Main Street USA and you get your first view with your own eyes of Cinderella Castle. I think that memory for me stands out from the first time I went when I was six years old. And more recently, when I took my little girl back in May... I managed to, we went in from the transportation centre on the monorail and I managed to keep her distracted all the way on the monorail, looking out the window the other way, away away from the park. So I managed to sort of engineer it that I had my phone ready, videoing. So the first time she saw the castle was actually as we walked in. And to see her face and her reaction, it was just magical. When you've been as a child yourself and then you go as a parent, it's watching your child have the same experience that you had and just seeing that joy. And it brings the memory back for you as well as a parent. So how did you find it then, just you and your little girl? So you say she's four years old. 
Yeah, I mean, I think planning is is absolutely key um, if you're going anywhere with a little person like that. And I think, you know, from listening to, to the podcast before, when people talk about planning, it's not a chore. I'm sure that you'll agree that planning a Disney holiday isn't like planning anything else because you are planning experiences and you're planning your days and the attractions you want to visit. So I think if you were going with just a little person on your own, I think planning and making sure you get your fast passes in early, I think that is absolutely essential because I did go to Disney on another occasion where we booked a last minute deal. It was just me and a, a partner I was with at the time and we arrived with no fast passes, no plans and it was just absolutely chaos. <laughs> yeah, the fun is in the planning. And I'm I'm guessing if you're going with a little one and there's only you, it's not like you can do the rider swap so you know somebody can look after while you go on Tower of Terror. I'm guessing you just did you just do like the princess holiday? Was that what it was like? Well, it was, but by some twist of fate, she was 40 inches tall, just which meant she could ride Mission Space, uh, she could ride Thunder Mountain, she could ride Splash Mountain, and it, it all went really well until Thunder Mountain and. Um, this was on the, on the last day, and you know when you've used your three fast passes, and then they come available again sometimes. One came up for Thunder Mountain, and I said, "Look, would you like to go on it?" And she was like, "I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I really wanted to go on it." <laughs> so we, 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 we went on it, and it absolutely terrified her. She was screaming. She was really, really emotional, and I felt like the, <laughs> the worst parent on earth. Because once you're on and you're going round. There's nothing you can do about it. No, she was saying, make it stop, Daddy. Make it stop. There's <laughs> nothing I could do. Uh, so what is your favourite ride or attraction? Do you know what? A lot of people say small world. And I think in every sort of family holiday I've been, in every every trip, that has always been the first ride that we've gone to. And even going on it now, it's just so magical. And having that song in your head, because once you've been on the ride, that song just plays over and over yep. in your head for the rest of the day. And now it's so, in yeah. my head now, now you've just mentioned it, it's in my head. Do you stay at Disney? I've stayed off-site. I've stayed from anything from a, a day's in, just off International Drive, to a villa, to when I went through, through work, we were guests of Visit Orlando, and they put us up in the Waldorf Astoria, Ooh. which is, is virtually, it's sort of on Disney, it's, it's right there. And that is just a phenomenal hotel. It was absolutely amazing. The last couple of times, and when I went with my little girl, uh, I chose the villa option just so that in the afternoons, when we came back from the park, if she wanted a nap, I could sort of chill around the pool and do whatever. And it was just easier to have that flexibility rather than being stuck in a hotel room because obviously she would go to bed around about 7 or 8 o'clock and I would have been stuck in a hotel room so that there I've got a lounge and I can watch DVDs yeah. and, and stuff like that. So that was why I chose the villa and, and travelled in. And I absolutely love driving over there. It's, it, I really enjoy it. So you, what, did you just get a little like little convertible with the baby seat in it and off you go? Yeah, exactly. That was it. It's literally fly drive, but book it all as the package. And, you know, the, the airport invariably can be difficult to get through. But I've been really lucky the last couple of times where... The, the flight, the Virgin flight from Manchester has got in and there's been no other flights there and it, it was quite quick to get through, bags off and, and, and away you go. I think the secret is getting off that plane as soon as you can. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's known the sweet seats where you're off the plane first and you're first in that immigration queue. Exactly. So places to eat. Have you got a favourite place to eat? Did you get much chance to do like a character buffet or anything like that? Yeah, we did character dining at Epcot. I tried to get Cinderella's table, um, but that was just booked solid. Couldn't get in there. So over at Norway, just by the Frozen Ever After ride, they do a princess character dining there. And I, I said to my little girl, look, you know, all the other little girls and boys will be dressed as, as princes and princesses. Who would you like to go dressed as? 
and at the minute she's really obsessed with Maleficent and <laughs> right. and I said to her really and she said yeah that, that's daddy that I want to go dressed as Maleficent and it was the hottest day that we were there in May uh, we were at Epcot and I had to take this outfit in in a bag with me and carry it around I think the dining reservation was for about half past two in the afternoon and, and we got there and I said to the guy look can I go in somewhere air conditioned and get her changed and then they sort of call you in and he, the, the, the characters, the princesses, made such a fuss of her because she was a little bit different than the yeah. other children that were there. Um, and I got some amazing pictures. And um, then she went to go and meet Anna and Elsa after, dressed as Maleficent. So they really sort of played up to it. So it, it was good. It was a great experience. Off-site at Disney Springs, we had a lovely sort of Sunday afternoon lunch at Raglan Road, the Irish pub there. They had like an Irish, an Irish band on and dancers. And it was just nice. And they had... For, for the dads who like a little lemonade, they had Magnus <laughs> on draft, which was really refreshing. Especially in the Florida heat. Exactly. With Sometimes a four-year-old. <laughs> I, I was parched. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, when you went to the princess uh, meal, by the way, what did you go dressed as? Um, I, I just went dressed as dad. And, Disney and the dad. Other little, yeah, the little, other little tip there is, I think, make sure you've got either y- your camera or your phone charged up, because when the, when the princesses come round, there isn't a photographer with them, so you've got to take your own pictures there. Yeah, there's no photoplast in the, uh, the dining places. But that is a good place to go, like you say. If you can't get into the castle at Magic Kingdom, Cinderella's Royal, Royal Table, that is a really good alternative. It's the same princesses, isn't it, I think? Yeah, exactly. It's the same princesses. They spend time at the table, and they do a princess procession, and Aurora Sleeping Beauty came and, came and got my little girl because she was dressed as Maleficent, and they led the parade. So I've got a lovely little video of that. And it's just those nice memories that you can keep and, um, and, and look back on. We still haven't found out about this business trip that uh, took you to Disney, so we'll, we'll get some more on that. Chris is our guest on the podcast this week. Let's get you an update on the news from Walt Disney World and the parks. The Skyliner is back up and running after the accident the other week. Disney have issued a statement saying there's been a complete review with the manufacturer. There's made adjustments to the processing and training. And we are improving how we communicate with guests during their flight with the Disney Skyliner. Uh, Again, offering deepest apologies to the guests impacted by the malfunction that resulted in extended operating delays on October the 5th. So Skyliner uh, is up and running, taking you between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Uh, also, there's a few new things to look out for if you're going to Walt Disney World over the next few weeks, few months. There is a Walt Disney World Parks Monopoly that is now on sale. Perfect for Christmas. I'll put that on my list, Santa, if you're listening. Also, they have raised the prices of mini ears. I know, outrageous. Minnie Mouse ears now going to cost you $29.99 plus tax. So that's over $30 to look like Minnie Mouse if you want those ears on. Uh, a little bit of shopping news, by the way. This is nothing to do with America, but you might have heard about this. Primark here in the UK are going to start selling their stuff online, which includes the Disney stuff. Primark, if you were listening, I love your Disney stuff, but please can we have more menswear, please? The women's stuff is great, but it doesn't fit me. And one of the story outside of Disney, this is coming from Universal over in Orlando, who've got a new Jason Bourne attraction that is going to be coming in spring next year. A Jason Bourne stunt spectacular. If you've been to Universal Studios in Orlando, you might remember over the last few years, there used to be the Terminator 2 attraction. That closed down last year. Nothing yet in its place. We now know that Master Spy Jason Bourne I don't think Matt Damon will be there, but the Stunt Spectacular comes to Universal next year. Don't forget, more news from the parks. We update it as soon as we hear it. We'll tell you about it first over on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. So give us a follow and a like. We are at Podmagical. 
welcome back to this week's guest, Chris, on the podcast, who's told us about uh, going to Walt Disney World with your daughter, just you and your daughter. But also you mentioned uh, that you went to Walt Disney World as a, as a business trip. So what's this? I work in, in, in the media and we were guests of Visit Orlando. We were flown to Florida for four days and basically they took, took us around several of the attractions, including Hollywood Studios, very early one morning. And we, we were all loaded onto this bus and they said, look, the park is actually closed. It's not open. It's not magic hours, but we're going to open a certain section just, just for you and, and the guests. So they arrived and they took us in a, a back way and they stopped the bus and a chap from Disney got on. And he said, right, I'm going to have to take your mobile phones or any recording devices off you because we're going in sort of through the back lot. And they they are so careful about, you know, what people see and what could be videoed and what could be leaked and what, what have you. So they took our phones off us and then we, we were allowed them when we were in the park. And they brought us in right by the Hollywood Tower of Terror. Minnie Mouse greeted us and they opened the Hollywood Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster for an hour and said you can go on these as many times as you wow. want wow which which was just an amazing experience Go- oh, goofy turned up as well oh yes yeah. in his hollywood tower i think he's the caretaker outfit. isn't he i think he's got yeah. the keys i think he's the one who opens exactly. up in the morning that's <laughs> goofy what an amazing opportunity it was just a bizarre experience and then they gave us our phones back when we were in there because we needed them to take pictures and stuff and then on the way out again as the bus took us out of this back exit they did the same thing and said look can we have your phones back yeah and nobody really minded because you know Disney is, is all about the magic and nobody wants to spoil that. Although I've done the backstage tour of the Keys to the Kingdom at Magic Kingdom and again, it's the same. There's no taking pictures backstage and people say, oh, does it ruin it seeing what happens? I think for me, once you've been a few times, I think you appreciate more how it runs as a company. I was totally blown away by how they operate. Well, to be honest, we, we didn't really see much that, that would would give any of, of the big secrets away. Um, and then we went for dinner with, with one of the executives from Disney and, and I was saying, you know, what is the perfect age to take, take a child to Disney? And he very quickly turned around and said, any age is perfect for Disney. Absolutely any age. We'll, we'll, we'll take all comers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're all, as soon as you walk to Disney, you become slightly like a child anyway. Anything else outside Disney that you like to do in Orlando? We, we, we did a few of the attractions. We went to um, Universal and I, I think... Um, you know, Universal is geared to more sort of adults and older children, but we, we still enjoyed that because you got to see Poppy from Trolls and bits and pieces like that. Um, food, you know, e- eating out there, there are so many different choices. And all I was doing is when I was there with my little girl on my own, I was looking for the restaurants that had kids eat free. But there's a, a great steak place, there's a couple of them dotted around, um, called Manny's Chop House, and they do happy hour and kids eat free on a Monday and Tuesday night. So that was absolutely brilliant. Any other tips that you picked up on your, on your visits? If you are with toddlers or, or younger guests, as they would say over there, uh, make sure if you are staying for the fireworks happily ever after or whatever at night, make sure you get your fast passes later on in the day and maybe go to the park a little bit later because, you know, there are, if you've been to the fireworks, there are a lot of tired, very grumpy children yeah. around at, at that sort of time. And sometimes getting out after the fireworks can take uh, a long time because obviously everybody who's not staying if there's magic hours afterwards you know there is that quite big rush towards the transportation centre to get the boat or the monorail to get back to the car park which again is a, a massive journey and also budget for your car parking as well it's tw- is it $25 a day it, yeah, now at least $25 now yeah what are the car parks like at night so say you've been to Magic Kingdom you've watched the fireworks everybody's leaving what is it like actually getting out of the car park they're very organised I mean I think the one thing that Disney are really good at are moving people around 
Um, and I think the key is as well, try and rem well, don't try and remember. I used to take a photo of my phone of where I'm in Mulan 6 or wherever, because <laughs> if you got lost in one of the biggest car parks in the world, it could be an absolute nightmare. Uh, but there's there's loads of like parking attendants and marshals who sort of guide you out. And then and then getting out is pretty quickly. I think that the, the longest time is waiting for the transportation to get back to the car park. Once you get on your tram and get to your car it's quite easy to get out and how they do it that, that's magical in itself to get all those cars safely off so have you got another trip planned i see you say you've just come back this year are you saving up to go again maybe when your daughter's a little bit older i've started looking and, and the, the thing is i was determined to take her before she started school because obviously um taking them in school holidays I don't know why the the prices seem to go up quite a lot. Um, like so I, yeah, I was determined to take a sort of when it was a little bit quieter, and the, the crowds were quite sort of good in May. It wasn't absolutely absolutely packed or rammed. So May was quite a good time. It was warm, but uh, and quite humid. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking maybe not this year. Maybe maybe not next year. Maybe the year after to go back when she's a little bit older, and then I can get her on some more of the the bigger rides. And, and hopefully she'll be ready for Big Thunder Mountain this time. Well, not, exactly. Not yeah. scarred for life, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lovely chatting to you, Chris. We'll have to try and get that picture of her dressed as Maleficent on our um, socials. Uh, lovely chatting to you, and of course, have a magical day. Thank you, Andrew, and you too. Oh, my day is always magical. Um, if you are off for a little bit of magic of your own, off to Walt Disney World in Florida soon. Uh, the crowd still a little bit moderate during the week, busier at weekends as you'd expect. Temperatures dropping a little bit. Uh, mostly sunny, looking at high 20s, probably like 29, 28, 29, what the temperatures are at the moment. Not too bad. Not so scary. Halloween party is on at Magic Kingdom on select nights. The nearer we get to Halloween, the more expensive that ticket becomes, by the way. And the Food and Wine Festival continues on over at Epcot um, this week I'm going to recommend this if you're going to Food and Wine Festival um, I, maybe you're going next year keep a note of this this is something you will not forget from the Hawaii booth the teriyaki glazed spam hash now you're thinking what that sounds awful spam um yeah i had it a couple of years ago and it's really good it comes with potatoes and peppers and onions and spicy mayonnaise hawaii Look out for it. The teriyaki glazed spam hash. The Food and Wine Festival also has the Eat to the Beat concert series, which goes with it. 18th, 19th and 20th of October. You can see the Baja Men performing live at Epcot. Uh, all the concerts, by the way, they happen about three or four times a night over at the America Pavilion in Epcot. Billy Ocean is going to be performing as well, 21st and 22nd of October. Sheila E, 23rd, 24th, 25th. Then High Valley. Don't know who they are. Uh, Hanson, 28th, 29th and 30th and Sheena Easton on Halloween and the 1st of November, which is when I'm going to be there. Maybe I'll go and see Sheena Easton for your eyes only. Uh, also, other live music happening in Orlando, outside the parks, over the arena in Orlando City Centre. Chainsmokers are going to be performing live. Good support acts as well. They've got Lennon Stella from Nashville and also Five Seconds of Summer. Uh, also, heads up if you are going over the next few weeks to America, the UK clocks go back next weekend our clocks in the UK go back on the 27th of October in America it's actually the weekend after which is Sunday the 3rd just worth noting because that week there'll be a time difference if you've got to get your fast passes or your dining reservations if you set your alarm you know which day you've got to get them don't forget there's only be four hours time difference so that week between the 27th of October and the 3rd of November just a bit of a heads up uh, also that weekend is going to be very busy if you're there around the clocks going back because uh, it's the food and wine marathon and Halloween 
Queen. It's going to be a busy weekend if you're heading to uh, Orlando that weekend, which, as I mentioned, is when I'm going to be there. And we're going to do some special podcasts from the parks over that week or two. So make sure you've subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, because uh, there's going to be some special ones dropping. In fact, there is an extra podcast coming this week. I'm not going to tell you when, but make sure you're subscribed. And also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a glowing five-star review, that will be great if you do. And we read your name out one Friday on the podcast. We've got some exclusive Most Magical Podcast on Earth stickers that could be coming your way. The only way to get these is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This week, stickers going to Ruthie Ann, who says the podcast is a perfect Friday treat. The best thing about a Friday morning is get my weekly Disney World fix. Love all the chat and all the top tips. Thank you. Thank you, Ruthie Ann. Make sure you drop me a note, DM me, and I'll get those stickers sent out for you. If you leave us a five-star review and read your name out, some stickers coming your way over on Apple Podcasts. So make sure you've uh, left that five-star review. Make sure you subscribe as well. As I say, we've got another podcast coming before next Friday. So hit that subscribe button. And until next time, please stand clear of the doors. Stand clear of the doors.